You are listening to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, here on AmericaOutloud.com. I'm your host, Randy Sutton, 34-year police veteran of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department and the founder of the Wounded Blue, the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Law Enforcement Officers. Thanks so much for joining us again this week. On this show, we talk about all things law enforcement from a law enforcement perspective. And as always, we always have plenty to talk about. So let's take a walk into the briefing room where I'm gonna give you my view from the blue. So as we know, there are politicians all over America who have targeted law enforcement for their vile rhetoric that, uh, that has demonized and dehumanized law enforcement across America. One of those who is most vocal and a staunch fan of defunding the police is Representative Cory Bush. And here is a, uh, here's a, a, an article that I'm going to talk about from the Police Tribune. U.S. Representative Cory Bush from Missouri, a Democrat, shocking, has dumped nearly $70,000 into her own personal security over the past three months, all while calling for police to be defunded. She has spent a whopping $54,000 in campaign funds to a security consulting company for security services. This is according to Fox News. So the transaction, as well as an additional $15,000 paid to another security service company during the same block of time, were included in the Federal Election Commission records that were released. Now, more than a third went towards, quote, the squad members' private security, which was nearly double what she doled out for security during the last quarter. So she spent tens of thousands of dollars of campaign money to provide security for herself, all the while demanding and creating environment where the police in St. Louis are defunded. It is unbelievable. Now, when St. Louis lawmakers voted to defund the city's police budget by $4 million and to eliminate nearly 100 vacant officer positions, Bush praised this moment as a, quote, historic moment. Here's what she said. For decades, Our city funneled more and more money into our police department under the guise of public safety while massively underinvesting in the resources that will truly keep our communities safe. These people, the people have demanded a new approach to community safety. And from the mayor's office to the halls of Congress, we were elected to deliver one. We have a mandate to fully fund our social services, to invest in our communities, not criminalize them, to end police violence to provide alternatives to police like unarmed mental health professionals or social workers to respond to crisis calls 
That's what organizers in our communities have fought for. This is what St. Louis has demanded. And that's what we as elected officials promised St. Louis. So she's incredibly proud of the new St. Louis mayor, uh, Tashura Jones, who is absolutely undermining every law enforcement initiative in St. Louis. Um, of course, we are seeing as a result of that a massive increase, a surge. No, I'm going to, no, it's not a surge. It's a tsunami of violent crime in, uh, in St. Louis. So while the elected officials who are playing the holier-than-thou card and when it comes to law enforcement are defunding the police, creating a historically high surge in violent crime and murder and armed robbery and rape and victimization from the very people that they say they care about, they are providing tens of thousands of dollars for their own personal security. If that is not the height of hypocrisy, I honestly don't know what is. And that's what all of this uh, squad, AOC, and, and those other uh, morons that are elected by the people that um, say they care about the, the people truly do not. They are all self-serving. They care about their own safety. But they certainly don't care about the safety of others. And they're proving it every single day. So, uh, Representative Cory Bush, you get the award for Hypocrite of the Week. I haven't really created an award, but if I had one, that would be it. But she certainly is not the only one. There is so much insanity taking place in this country when it comes to law enforcement. Now, if you saw some of the congressional hearing on the January 6th debacle in the Capitol, you saw that four Capitol police officers were called to testify. Now, I don't want to say that they were handpicked, but uh, they were clearly handpicked to put forth a a narrative that goes along with the party line. It, it, it was really disappointing for me. Politics have no place in policing. And when the police themselves get caught up in that political maelstrom and they willingly take up the gauntlet for a political party, we've got serious problems. What happened on January 6th was horrendous. What we saw there was something that belonged in a third world country. But it was very clear from the outset that this was a failure of leadership. Not a failure of the police, but a failure of leadership of the police. Now, let me be, let me be really clear here. The U.S. Capitol Police are unlike any other police agency in the country in that there is a, generally a chief of police who's in charge of the department, right? Everybody sees that title, chief of police, chief of police. 
And they think that they're the ones who are in charge. Well, not in Washington, D.C. Because in Washington, D.C., the Capitol Police, the chief is actually a non-voting member of the police committee. That is, he doesn't really have a voice in this. Who is on the police committee? It is the sergeant-at-arms of the Democratic Congress. It is the sergeant-at-arms of the Republican Senate. They each have a say in it. However, they take turns every year being in charge. So when the January 6th mess took place, the sergeant-at-arms of the Democratic Congress was in charge of security. Now, who do they report to? Uh, well, Nancy Pelosi. So Nancy Pelosi is the one, is the ultimate call, or shot caller, if you will, when it comes to the security of the Capitol. We now know that there were tons of warning signs, tons of intelligence information that she claims she didn't know about, gathered by other law enforcement agencies like the FBI, and somehow that information was not, was not utilized to create a safe environment for the Capitol. Why do you suppose that is? Now, I'm not, listen, I, I, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a cop, retired cop, who I think has a modicum of common sense and knows when I see something, I, I, I think I get a sense of understanding of what's taking place. So if Nancy Pelosi is the ultimate shot caller when it comes down to the security of the Capitol and the Capitol is attacked even after there's tons of intelligence saying this could be a problem. Why do you think that that issue never came up in these, in these quote, congressional hearings, unquote? It was very, very, what can I say? How do I, how do I state this? Uh, the, the, the testimony by the officers was very emotional, very impactful. And what they went through was horrendous, no doubt about it. But the message that they delivered was clearly partisan. It wasn't about police investigations. It wasn't about the, the, the police response, basically. It was about their views of it. And, and they were, in my opinion, they were used. They were fronted off by the political leadership of this nation. And I, I personally find it offensive. I find it disgusting. And I take everything that was uh, put forth during this, quote, testimony, unquote. I, I, I just don't, I have to discount it. I don't even, I don't even believe that it's uh, really what took place. So, the, real, the reality is we'll never know what happened because the people in power are the ones who are pulling the strings. We'll never know what, was, what really took place at the Capitol and why. 
And that to me is really, truly disturbing. Because law enforcement plays a massive role in protecting this country and, and protecting the Capitol. But the police should not be political pawns in this war on cops. And it is a war on cops. And the Democratic Party, I hate to say, listen, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent. I don't really believe in, in the politics of, of, of this nation when it comes down to decision-making about policing. But I can't ignore what is truly happening. That is that the, 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 the people in power, who is the Democratic Party, have chosen to defund the police, create the most horrendous environment for law enforcement in history. And it is continuing to this day. So when I when I see a congressional hearing like what I saw, and I see that 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 they're using cops, and that's what it was. This was we're going to take these officers, we're going to put them on parade, and we're gonna we're gonna create a narrative using them. And I'm, unfortunately, they allow themselves to be used. I to me. I find that uh, I find that really offensive. But there's a lot more happening in this country that we really need to be aware of, and 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 unfortunately, we're not we're not being told so much of what is happening because the mainstream media simply is not interested in telling you. So I that's what that's the reason that I have this show. It's because the the American people need to know the truth about law enforcement and they're not getting it. So there was a, there was an incident that happened just days ago in Washington. In case you're unaware of and you probably are not aware of because this has been really not even put into into the the mainstream is that the state of Washington along with the state of Illinois have um, created and passed the most radical anti-law enforcement laws in the country all under the guise, if you will, of police reform. Whenever you hear this term, police reform, I want you to replace that with the word revenge. Because the left is, in reality, passing laws based on revenge against the police has nothing to do with reforming the police. And by the way, the police don't need to be reformed. There is nothing in policing that needs that word reform because reforming connotates that there is a broken system. And law enforcement is not a broken system. At least it wasn't until the recent couple of years when the political environment so radically changed. So let's let me talk about let me talk about Washington for a minute 
because this is really, really critical. Washington has become, I'm talking about the state of Washington, has become the poster child for radical police reform. And I'm going to once again say this, that it's revenge. We all know that the crime rate in our major cities have have just gone insane, right? You, you'd have to be living under a rock not to understand that the that the the crime not surge but tsunami is leaving a body count across America. Bodies are piling up in Chicago, in St. Louis, in Seattle, in Portland, in New York. In, it's 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 a madness what is happening. So how is it possible that the police are being blamed for the crime surge because that is exactly what's happening. Meanwhile, the politicians who are actually in charge of this are the ones who are responsible for defunding the police, destroying law enforcement, literally pulling the teeth out of out of the entire law enforcement profession. So just a couple days ago, the Seattle mayor now says the city needs police. So <laughs> now that now that that they have the mayor the mayor of Seattle is is a looney tune. She's she and uh, and Ted Wheeler from Portland, they are both of them two of the most incompetent, useless, delusional mayors that exist in the country. They seem to believe that if you cede your city to radical, violent criminals, they'll just go away. Hence the zones, the no police zones that they created in Seattle. It, it, it's, it's madness, madness. They allowed their city to be taken over by the Antifa criminal organization and others who are part of that including black lives matter who if you have any if you have any thoughts that they are a legitimate organization that truly cares about black lives you're seriously delusional yourself you need only to look at their own materials to realize that they are a marxist socialist organization bent on destroying the criminal justice system and the country they don't even make any bones about it so you have you have political animals like this mayor in seattle jason uh excuse me um what's her name uh jenny durkin oh my god she's a moron now that that uh, people are dying all over the streets of seattle she suddenly has decided that Oh, gee, maybe we shouldn't have done the defunding. Maybe we need to hire more police. Well, what good does that do if the police don't have the authority to be police? And that is exactly what has happened. 
let, let me talk about what just went into, enacted into law, just in the last few days. Now, the, the statute was passed, but it just was put into effect just a few days ago. This is literally the scariest, most frightening assault on the safety of citizens in this country. And you won't hear a damn thing about it on mainstream media. It, it and it, it's it is absolutely what's the word I'm looking for? I, I I'm you know I'm rarely speechless, okay. But what they have enacted is is absolute madness. So what let, let's let's talk about it. Let me let me read a little bit. Washington State is embarking on a massive experiment in, quote, police reform and accountability following the racial justice progress that erupted after George Floyd's murder last year. But two months after Governor Jay Inslee, who is another moron, signed the laws, law enforcement officials remain uncertain about what they require, leading to discrepancies around the state in how officers might respond or not respond to certain situations. Now, here's, here's a quote from a police chief. When you take the legislation and apply it, that's when you really learn how effective it's going to be. The challenge is, I'm going to be very frank, the laws were written very poorly, and the combination of them all at the same time has led to there being conflicts in clarity in what was intended versus what was written. There was a time when Americans could rely on the fourth estate. Well, in these challenging times, the media is both reckless and complicit. AmericaOutloud.com. Top analysis from leading experts, articles, podcasts, video, and 24-7 talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Because of COVID-19, the average American worries about their immune health four times a day. That's 112 times per year. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains 15 full doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day pill-free gel pack. It tastes great, is convenient on the go, and it's more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. For my active duty officers out there, and actually for all of my officers out there, privacy is one of our biggest issues right now with the threats towards law enforcement increasing every single day, with officers being doxxed, with officers being tracked down and harassed. You've got to defend yourself. 
Now, I had no idea, I had no idea how easy it is to find someone on the internet. There are literally websites out there that have all of your information and any puke in the world who's got, who can search a website can find you. You gotta defend yourself. I know that I'm doing that right now. And the only way is officerprivacy.com. It's officerprivacy.com. Here's what they do. You contract with them and the, it, the cost is minimal. It's a monthly cost. It's a, a, a one-time setup fee. Cheap, cheap, inexpensive, especially for what you get. And what you get is peace of mind. Officerprivacy.com goes through all of these websites and removes your personal information and continues to check it to make sure that it's not going back up there. So <clears throat> I'm telling you, this is peace of mind that is worth much more than, than what they charge you for it. Uh, I'm doing it. You should do it. Go to officerprivacy.com. Don't wait for something terrible to happen to you or your family. Protect yourself right now. Officerprivacy.com. For all of my law enforcement, active and retired, great announcement. Something you, especially if you're working, whether you are a patrol officer or you're a chief, you want to listen to this because you want to sign up for this ASAP. The Wounded Blue, which is, of course, the organization that I founded, the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Law Enforcement Officers, is announcing right now, for the first time, the Law Enforcement Survival Summit that is being hosted by the Wounded Blue at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas, October 28, 29, and 30. This is the one training event that you want to attend because it's about everything that involves surviving a law enforcement career. It encompasses physical survival, tactics by two of the most incredible and experienced instructors, Dave and Betsy Smith. They together have uh, have probably saved more lives than, than uh, any other duo in training history. Dr. Kevin Gilmartin, the author of Emotional Survival for Law Enforcement is going to be one of the presenters. Uh, Jason Schechterly, whose story of survival after being incredibly burned in a, in a, when his patrol car was struck, his story of survival is incredible. He's going to be one of the speakers. There are going to be amazing speakers, presenters, classes, and you don't want to miss this. We're only going to allow 300 in-person people. And that's in Las Vegas, October 28th through the 30th. And then the night of the 30th is the Brothers in Blue Bash. So go to thewoundedblue.org. That's thewoundedblue.org. And you want to register right now for this event because it's going to sell out quick and you do not want to miss it. It just may save your life. Let me tell you what happened just days ago. Police responded to a report of a shooting. When they got there, they found an individual murdered, shot to death. A witness reported seeing the suspect flee on foot, 
A police canine was there within a very short period of time. Now, in normal times, law enforcement would have chased this suspect and tried to arrest him, right? Don't you expect that from your police? Well, now they can't do that in Washington because, you see, they had to pull back. They had to tell their canine unit, um, don't deploy because there might be a use of force. And now, because of the morons that wrote these ridiculous laws, the police can't even pursue a suspect if there is going to possibly be a use of force unless probable cause exists to arrest the individual. Now, if you don't know who the individual is, you can't identify them. You can't go to a judge and say probable cause exists. So therefore, the police had to load the canine back into the vehicle and drive away. The suspect is still at large. A police officer in the state of Washington now can watch your family murdered. And if the suspect drives away, they can't pursue them. Do you, I, I can't make this up. This is the truth. This is what's happening in the state of Washington. It's also similarly happening in the state of Illinois. So if the cops can't be cops, then who is going to suffer? It's going to be the same people that these ridiculously idiotic politicians pretend to be concerned for. It isn't the the people don't need to be protected from the police. That's a that's a that's a that's a lie. It is simply incorrect. It is part of the war on cops, the narrative that the the people need to be protected from the police. So these police quote reforms unquote they have to be put into 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 action and in fact they aren't police reforms at all they are revenge against the police and who is going to suffer the very same people who are supposed to be forefront in the minds of the elected officials because if you can't protect the people of your city or the people of your county or the people of your state then what good are you? And if you are enacting laws that, that literally create an environment where the police can't police, then what good, What? let me ask you, Mayor of Seattle, who's now decided that you need to hire more cops, what good is hiring cops if they can't be cops? What good is putting somebody into a uniform if they don't have the enforcement powers to do what they need to do in order to actually enforce the law. You know, let's can we get into into a little reality here? I know that 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 the the common thinking now is that the police need to be social workers and they need to be priests and they need to be this and they need to be that and if they if they if they respond to a call they have to be able to de-escalate no matter what happens they have to give their lives willingly because that's the risk that they took when they took the badge it's nonsense it's bullshit okay 
Let's let's call it what it is. It's bullshit. And yet this is what your political leaders in many of these cities, states, counties are requiring. And it's impossible. It's impossible to do policing in the environment that they have now put forth in the state of Washington. All right, imagine this. Imagine this. Now, if you've listened to the show, you know I was a cop for a long time, more than three decades. One of the most critical service calls that a cop does is called a check the welfare. All right? Every police department in the country is called upon to do this. What is a check the welfare call? Okay, it's, it's really, I'm going to explain it to you. You'll get it immediately. Suppose you have an uncle in Las Vegas. You live in Dubuque. And you call your uncle every other day and you talk and you check, check in with him. But now you haven't heard from him in four or five days. You don't have any way to check on your uncle because he's not answering the phone. So what do you do? Well, you call the police. You say, look, I haven't heard from my uncle. Normally we talk every other day. I haven't heard from him in four days, five days. Can you please go check on him? That's a check the welfare call. We do this. Police agencies around the country do this frequently. Now, I can tell you from my experience, I have found people deceased. I have found people laying on the floor, unable to move because of an illness or an injury. I have found murder scenes. Checking the welfare of an individual is what cops do. Well, in the state of Washington, they have now outlawed it. Yes, you heard me correctly. The state of Washington, the brilliant legislature, and the the bumbling governor who just signed this legislation into law have created an environment where the police cannot check the welfare of anyone. Why? Well, because, because of police reform. You see, those people who, who the police might respond to check the welfare, they might have a mental condition. They might be emotionally disturbed, and there might be a confrontation, and the officers might have to use force. Therefore, we're just going to eliminate the ability for those officers to even make contact with them. Have you ever heard of anything so moronic in your life? And these are laws passed by the legislature of a state. How did this happen? How... How is it possible that, that seemingly intelligent human beings who are voted into office to protect the people of their, of their states or their cities, wherever they're elected, could be so dumb? And there's no other, I mean, there's no other word for it. And it's because they, their, their intelligence level has been undermined by their hatred and by the their hatred of law enforcement which has been created by the lobby of the of the organization Black Lives Matter and the mainstream media who has 
created the environment that is now so toxic against law enforcement. So now this has only been this has only taken place in days. That's the first one. That was like minutes after this, these new laws went into effect. A murderer went free because the police were unable to be police. So this is this is going to have a dramatic effect on every citizen of Washington. How they were how they were literally kept in the dark during the decision to create this this statutory rape of policing it be, is beyond me. Now, it's going to take it's going to take the public to say to their legislatures, their legislators, if you want to remain in office, and I don't think any one of them should remain in office, uh, you better change this. But do the do the sheeple, and I that wasn't a mispronunciation, okay? The 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 people who are sheep who allow themselves to be led to the slaughter in Washington and in Illinois and other states who are now considering enacting the same type of, of, of legislation that will cripple the police. If the, if the people and the sheeple don't come to realize that they're going to be led like lemmings off the cliff and put people into office who give a damn about them, then this is going to continue over and over again. So now this has already taken place in Washington, the state of Washington. And when I when I see the mayor suddenly changing her tune, this is the same mayor, by the way, who allowed city blocks of her city to be taken over and literally murders taking place where the police were not allowed to go in. She's the one that allowed it, okay? And now suddenly, now that bodies are, are stacking up in the morgue because of her idiotic decisions, now she suddenly says, well, we need to hire more cops. Well, who's coming? Because nobody's coming to your police department. Talk about, let, let's talk about that for a moment, okay? The city of St. Louis... They have, the if not the most incompetent district attorney, damn close to it, Kim Gardner. She is, she is without a doubt one of the worst district attorneys, they, I think they call them state's attorneys there, in the nation. Now, she was another plant by George Soros. He funded her campaign. Millions and millions of dollars to put her into power just like George Gascon in Los Angeles, just like that, that idiot Chesa Bowden in San Francisco, just like Kim Fox in Chicago. The same cities where the bodies are stacking up, where murders are taking place in, in, in absolutely uh, uncontrolled environment. These are the district attorneys who have been put into place to, quote, prosecute. But they're not prosecuting, okay? They're doing everything to not prosecute. Kim Gardner in 
St. Louis. Now, she's either the most incompetent or the most diabolical district attorney in America. In one week, in one week, three murderers were set free because the district attorney's office didn't show up in court. Do you, do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Three murderers, brutal killers, were simply released onto the street because the district attorney didn't bother to show the hell up for their hearings. Now, let me tell you something. If I didn't show up for hearing as a cop, I'd be fired. See you later. Adios. You don't deserve the badge. And if and 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 do you think that there are any any accountability is that there's any accountability for Kim Gardner? There is none. She her office uh, issued a uh, a statement. Well, we're looking into the uh, procedural difficulties here. She should be in prison for what she has done. And yet there is no accountability whatsoever. The mayor, the new mayor of St. Louis, I, I don't know if the people of St. Louis are just freaking stupid or they're uninformed or they just don't give a shit because they put this creature into office who is promising to defund the police. While the body count just increases in St. Louis, while the violent crime People are being murdered at, at record rates, armed robberies, burglaries, every single crime is, is increasing at an exponential rate because there is no reason not to commit a crime because there is no accountability for the criminal. Why? Because you have a mayor like this idiot who is now in office and you have Kim Gardner one of the, the most incompetent prosecutors in the country as who is responsible for, for allegedly the safeguarding of the people of, of St. Louis. So they just gave a police test in St. Louis. If This is going to illustrate to you what is happening across America. They made an announcement. There's going to be a police test. Now, St. Louis cops don't get paid great they they're not the lowest paid but they're you know they, they get a, a livable rate rate but believe me nobody's getting rich in st louis pd but they gave they gave the notification we're gonna, we're gonna have a police test you know who showed up nobody in the entire history of the st louis police department not one person showed up to apply for the police department job. If that doesn't scare you, St. Louis, it sure as hell should. Because if nobody's going to take the job, as more and more cops retire, resign, get the hell out because of the political environment, nobody is going to be protecting you. You better stand the hell up, St. Louis. You better stand the hell up. And, 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 Use whatever common sense you might still have 
to embrace a different candidate the next time that there is a mayor, city council, state senate. You got Cori Bush, for God's sake, who I spoke about. She's the one that's just pulling pulling your your safety and at the same time that she is spending tens of thousands of dollars on her own. Now, if that doesn't piss you off, it sure as hell should. And if it doesn't, I think you may may need to start thinking about uh, about what the future is going to bring for you because let me tell you the 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 criminals are coming. They're killing people at an unprecedented rate in your city and in every city. Chicago, good God in heaven. Look what's going on in Chicago. It is a, no wonder it's called Chirac. Because more people are killed in a weekend there than in Afghanistan during five years. And yet, you have that, that mayor. <laughs> My God. I just, you know, every time I look at a picture of her, I, I, I look at her and I say, that looks like some deformed goldfish face. I've never, she is, but I, I, you know what, I could, I could, her physical, her physical appearance being one thing, but she is a malevolent creature. She is. She doesn't care about the people of Chicago. The only thing she cares about is her own power. And she's showing that every single day. Plus, her racist, her racist comments. She won't even talk to a white reporter. Can you imagine this? A, 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 a mayor coming out in public and saying, I'm not going to talk to a reporter of another race and getting away with it. This woman ought to be impeached. She should be thrown out of office. She's an incompetent. She's a racist. She is useless. And at the same time, the body count is, is I mean, literally, they're stacking bodies in Chicago. Stacking them. And what does she blame? Um, it's the gun manufacturers. It's the people from out of state. No, it's not. It's your freaking gangbangers who are destroying your city, you moron. And she won't accept it. You won't even hear the word gang-related in Chicago because they're not allowed to say it. And yet, that is the fact. The killings. And by the way, who's getting killed? It's, it's the black community. It's people who are in the black community. The same people that these, these, that these politicians who claim who claim to be on the side of the people. These are the people who they are allowing to die in the streets because of their hatred of law enforcement. They won't acknowledge that, that this is the truth. You won't ever hear it from them because they are cowards and they don't care about the people. They care only about their own power. And until the voters, the people who live in these communities stand up and say enough is enough, then you're going to see the streets run red with blood. The blood of the citizens of your communities. 
They may be the blood of you or your relatives or people that you love. Because make no mistake, the criminals are emboldened. They are not afraid of consequences because there are none. And the political leaders of your cities are leading you off the cliff. So you better wake the hell up. Everybody is shopping online now, right? Everybody is is going and getting their wares because it's convenient, it's easier. But here's the problem. I don't like giving my money to companies that simply don't go along with the values that I believe are important. I value patriotism. I value love of country. I value our police. I value our army and our navy and our military. I believe that these are really important values. And unfortunately, a lot of the big players in online shopping, they don't. They Instead, they, they promote a bunch of, of, of activists that that truly do not even like our country. I don't like it. So, but, you know, what else are you going to do? There's pretty much just been one game in town. Well, that's changing right now. That's changing because now there is ShopToTheRight.com. Now, ShopToTheRight.com is a new endeavor, but it is it is gaining traction. For shopping online and putting your, your wares online, if you are a business, and, and looking for customers that care about the country, that care about patriotism, care about values that the most of us uh, do share. And, and, and it really comes down to this. Do you want to give your money to companies that promote organizations that actually sometimes even call for the overthrow of our nation? Not me. I don't want to. Well, I never had much of a choice, but now we do. ShopToTheRight.com. You've got to check it out. Whether you are shopping or you are selling and you're a company, check it out. ShopToTheRight.com. Tell them Randy sent you. End of Watch with Randy Sutton. Each week here on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, we pay our respects to the men and women of the profession who have made the ultimate sacrifice and given their lives in the line of duty. This has been a deadly week for law enforcement. The first is police officer Marky Moore of the Selma Police Department in Alabama. Police officer Marky Moore was shot and killed from ambush while stopped at his apartment for his meal break at about 4 a.m. He was approached by a subject who then opened fire on him outside of the building in the Selma Square apartments. Officer Moore suffered fatal gunshot wounds, and his significant other was also wounded. The subject fled the scene, but was arrested the following day by members of the Alabama State Department of Investigation and the United States Marshal Service. The subject was subsequently charged with two counts of capital murder, one count of attempted murder. Police Officer Mark E. Moore, Selma Police Department, Alabama, end of watch Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. The next is Police Officer Ryan Bialak of the uh, United States Tribal Police Red Lake Nation Police Department. Police Officer Ryan Bialak 
was shot and killed while responding to reports of a suicidal subject at a home on Highway 1 west of Redby. The subject opened fire and shot Officer Bialaki as he arrived at the home. Officer Bialaki was transported to the Indian Health Service Hospital, where he succumbed to his wounds. The man then fled into the woods after shooting the officer, but was apprehended a short time later. Officer Bialaki had served with the Red Lake Police, Red Lake Nation Police Department for six years. He is survived by his wife and four children. Officer Ryan Bialaki, Red Lake Nation Police Department, Tribal Police. End of watch, Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. The next is Trooper Micah May of the Nevada Department of Public Safety, Nevada Highway Patrol. This is a story that is unfortunately close to home, as it happened in my hometown. Trooper Micah May succumbed to injuries sustained the previous day when he was struck by a fleeing vehicle on I-15 while deploying spike strips. Officers with the Nevada Division of Parole and Probation and other troopers had chased the stolen vehicle for approximately 20 miles. Trooper May was deploying spike strips on I-15 in the area of West Sahara when he was struck by the vehicle and went through the windshield. The subject was then shot and killed by other troopers as he reached for Trooper May's service weapon. Trooper May was flown to University Medical Center where he succumbed to his injuries on July 29th. Trooper May had served with the Nevada Highway Patrol for 13 years. He is survived by his wife. Trooper Micah May, Nevada Highway Patrol, end of watch, Thursday, July 29th, 2021. And the next officer to be um, eulogized is police officer Ricky Neal Roberts of the McLennan County College Police Department in Texas. Police officer Ricky Roberts died from complications of the result of contracting COVID-19 in a presumed exposure while on duty. Officer Roberts had served with the McLennan Community College Police Department for three years, previously served with the Texas State Technical College Police for 15 years. He is survived by his wife, daughter, parents, and siblings. Police Officer Ricky Neal Roberts, McLennan Community College Police Department. End of watch, Monday, July 19th. 2021. Next is Sergeant Thomas E. Sawyer of the Hammond Police Department in Indiana. Sergeant Thomas Sawyer died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 in a presumed exposure while assigned to the Hammond Police Jail. Sergeant Sawyer was a U.S. Army, excuse me, U.S. Air Force veteran and has served with the Hammond Police for 23 years. He is survived by his wife. Sergeant Thomas C. Sawyer, Hammond Police Department, Indiana, end of watch Thursday, June 17th, 2021. Each of these officers gave their lives in service to their communities. May they rest in peace. Thanks so much for joining me again this week on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement on the America Out Loud Network. I ask a couple things. One, if you want to connect with me, Go to my Facebook page, at The Voice of American Law Enforcement. Feel free to message me there if you have comments or questions. If you have a story that you think I should cover, then connect with me there as well. Follow me on Twitter, at LT Randy Sutton. 
I even have Instagram now. LT Randy Sutton. I know, I know. I'm finally coming into the 21st century when it comes down to social media. I also ask that you support the Wounded Blue. Go to the go to www This is the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Law Enforcement Officers. If you are a law enforcement officer and you're struggling, and you have issues that you want to talk about with people who understand, and will keep it completely confidential. Connect with us either on our Facebook page, The Wounded Blue, or on our website, thewoundedblue.org, or connect with me personally, Randy at thewoundedblue.org. There are people that care about you. Your blue family does exist. And finally, America, your police are not your enemy. Your police are there to protect you. They care about you, and even though they're being demonized and vilified, I know that most of you believe in those who serve, and I thank you for that. Don't be afraid to come up to a cop and say, hey, man, thanks for your service. It goes a long, long way. <laughs>